Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. We are home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Hello, this is Johnny's Prime with me, Samuel Kojo Brace. Our lead stories, this is our first deputy speaker of parliament, Joseph Ese Wusu says, this parliament is becoming the worst in the country's history as a minority in parliament forces another adjournment. I'm saying it, that this equal number of parliament brought the worst in MPs. In the eighth parliament, has made the least number of laws. We have not cooperated as we did in the past. We have details as a new minority strategy stagnate, keep business in the House. Now, and why is Parliament's record capturing 201 MPs as present when there were less than 40 MPs on the floor? Always people from the backbench who come to raise these issues, not the leaders. What it means is that, indeed, at this time, in the Parliament of Ghana, leaders don't have control. The backbench have control. Death, hanging homes, unbearable traffic and bad roads. The fatal resident of New Botiano as the rains continue to pour trauma on them. It's very, very dangerous. When it, the rain is falling, hard one or heavy one, and you come and stand here, even here, you listen... We'll tell you how some of them are only able to access their homes with the help of a ladder. At 8 p.m., I'll hand over to Paos Kojobaka to bring us prime business. And former finance minister Seth Tepe urges government to use their media budget, cut expenditure and improve revenue, else the country's fiscal uh, gap will narrow. To do more in revenues, we'll have to do more in reducing expenditures, and we'll have to be realistic about our areas of commitments. This is a bill. At 8:30, Razak Musba will join us with Prime Sports. Well, invest in proper planning and grooming of talent. That's former football Ghana football legend Raheem Sande on the best ways to improve the fortunes of the country's national teams. We're live on DSTV Channel 421, Go TV Channel 125, and on myjoyonline.com. Stay with us for details. Join News Prime Headlines was brought to you by don't take risks use a condom every time and thanks to malatu i kicked out malaya one time some spices yes sir. our first deputy speaker of parliament joseph ose wusu says the eighth parliament is becoming the worst parliament in ghana's history as the minority forces another adjournment 
The minority declared early this week that they are escalating their protest against the prosecution of Jachi Kwesen. The new strategy is to continuously raise matters of quorum, literally shutting the house down every time. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Sante reports. Whilst Parliament was considering bills, including the Ghana UNESCO bill, it became evident that the House lacked quorum to continue voting. The minority raised the matter, forcing an early adjournment. Speaking to Joy News, the Deputy Speaker explained that he thought the 8th Parliament, with its equal numbers, would be better, but it's turning out to be the worst. We have decided to do politics rather than business. I'm saying it, that this... Equal number of parliament had brought the West in MPs. I've repeated it, I will repeat it again. This parliament, the eighth parliament, has made the least number of laws. We have not cooperated as we did in the past. The deputy speaker also says the leadership on both sides have lost control of the house to the back benches. Today, Hey, young people are in control. They look at things differently from the rest of us. So it is good for them, even when their leaders agree to do it, check out, there's always people from the backbench who come to raise these issues, not the leaders. What it means is that, indeed, at this time, in the parliament of Ghana, leaders don't have control. The backbench have control. So the number of backbench... And, and the orientation of backbench you bring in will determine what you get. The whole of this week, Parliament has only considered questions and statements, failing to deal with bills and other weighty matters. The minority strategy is now to raise quorum issues every time. The minority chief whip says cooperation will suffer if their colleagues are still persecuted. We still remain uh, committed to the, our, our, uh, our statement that um, in light of this persecution, uh, no cooperation from us. Trades and industry minister Katie Hammond is concerned that if this trend continues, no key business will be done in parliament. And they have uh, explained to us uh, as part of the leadership of the house. Um, uh, yeah, because you take it to logical conclusion, we can't do anything on the floor. Of the, we, we can't do any business. The standing orders are clear. Constitution pretty clear. Supreme Court did explain. We have a quorum for doing ordinary business of the house. We have a quorum for taking decisions. Minority MP Ibrahim Mutala Mohammed said his side is only enforcing the constitution and the standing orders of the house. Business of the house is guided by two very important things. One, the constitution, two, the standing orders. Both the constitution and the standing orders are very clear that before a decision is taken, you should have a specific number. And if you are aware, the Supreme Court itself ruled when we had the same challenges in the matter of the approval of the budget. Reporting for Joy News, Kwekwa Sante, Parliament House, Accra. Let's just stay with parliamentary business because the majority in parliament is accusing the NDC colleagues of seeking to cast parliament in a bad light with their repeated raising of matters of quorum. Parliament was forced to adjourn yesterday as a result of a failure to have the required quorum to do business. Speaking on the floor of the House and MP for Kankwe Central, Patrick Boama said the minority were acting with mischief. When you look at the definition for committees, and with the interpretation that the right honorable speaker has put on the meaning of committees, 
It includes select committees and standing committees, which I've referred to. And his interpretation is that once you are within the presence of parliament, once you are within the presence of parliament, you are deemed to be present within parliament, undertaking a business that we are so directed. So for a member who belongs to a committee that was sitting, with its sitting being televised live, to rush into the chamber to raise an issue of quorum for the whole country to think that this parliament is not a serious house, smacks of mischief. Mr. Speaker, we are in this country together. We want to run the country as a civilized one. And we believe that members ought not to stray into other areas that will present or put the image of parliament in such a bad state, Mr. Speaker. This ought to be looked into, Mr. Speaker. People come in, sign, and leave the chamber. They attend committee meetings. It's part of the work of parliament. A wrong signal ought not to be sent out to the general public, Mr. Speaker. Roxanne Nelson Dafiamakpo, who raised the issue of quorum yesterday, has been firing back, insisting there's no mischief at play. Mr. Speaker, yesterday, the government of my motion before the House that we were not properly constituted, we couldn't have come to a correct decision because of the fact that we lacked the correct number for commencement. And indeed, the record was that we were 35. I am therefore scandalized to hear from my brother that I, I, I raised this matters, this constitutional procedural matters, but on propriety as a result of mischief. The world is looking at us, my brother. And so, and so I am happy, I am happy if we want to gather to do business of parliament and conduct affairs of state. But the constitution provides that in doing so, the appropriate numbers of parliament must be properly constituted before that can be done. We didn't match that lower threshold yesterday. The votes and proceedings that you are waving, the green booklet, is not votes and proceedings of members who were present at commencement. At commencement. You can, you can, Mr. Speaker, let my brothers listen to this matters that border on the constitution. Well, yesterday there were less than 40 MPs on the floor. The House was forced to therefore adjourn because of that. Now, the record captures 201 MPs as present. The first Deputy Speaker, Joseph Osewusu, says Parliament must explain to the public how that can be. If we're working with just being present in the chamber, this report will not be accepted as a correct reflection of the voting proceedings. Because at the time the proceedings were abated, in the chamber, there were less than 40 of us. How did it rise to? The time being, I take note that it is on record that yesterday 201 members were present. How that happened when Parliament truncated business because we didn't have a quorum to transact business is a matter which we may have to answer to 
to the uh, to the public. Now, getting members of parliament to attend parliamentary proceedings is becoming difficult in recent weeks. The minority decided to boycott parliament to support us in North MP, who is also facing prosecution. The majority has also been absent now. The minority accused majority members of abandoning their duties to campaign for a presidential aspirant, member of parliament for END constituency, and a member of Vice President Baumier's campaign team, Farouk Ali Mahama, swore that it is not accurate that some MPP MPs are abandoning parliament to campaign with the vice president. The MPs from Ashanti region were with Baumia, are back to parliament. So it has nothing to do with MPs following Baumia. For instance, I'm a strong supporter of the vice president, but I've not followed the vice president. I've still left the vice president to go on his own campaign and still be committed to my work. So NDC's strategy of trying to tie everything to Baumia is a signal that we always use that, is a signal that Baumia is a threat to John Muhammad. Now, the Majority Chief Whip, Frank Anodompre, also touched on why majority members have not been attending Parliament. But just for the records, my colleague, I never said your absence is hampering business. So, yeah, I never said that. What I said was, it is inconsistent on your part to have said that you boycott Parliament, and yet you sneak out and go and participate in committee business. Because committee business is an extension of Parliament work. That, for me, cannot be contested. Maybe we should have a day where we can debate this matter. But I'm saying to you, with all respect, I mean, I respect you. I wouldn't want us to go into any odd tangents on this matters. And the speaker has given directives. We can have another day and deal with this. Because I didn't even say this on the house floor. So let's leave it at this. Well, today, some members of parliament who have joined the campaign tour of Dr. Mohamedou Baumia in the Ashanti region say their absence from parliament will not affect the business of the House. This follows concerns of the minority in parliament over the continuous absence of some members of the majority from the House. Responding to the concerns, the member of parliament for Efidiasi, Nana Eyu Efriye, said absenteeism from parliament for internal party elections has been conventional. He claimed the minority did the same during the NDC's internal elections. Um, just as they also have permission, people have permissions anytime, and they, they, they go about their businesses in, in parliament and out of parliament. Um, and at the end of the day, if you would also be absent, you have to be absent not more than 15 days. And so people understand the standing orders. And MPs who are going closer to 15 days will avail themselves. So in a political season, just like it was for their primaries and they weren't attending parliament, but business was ongoing, so shall it be. It's been convention. I don't think you make a big deal out of this. It's been like that since 92. Anyway, I'm not sure. And it's not only Ghana. Elsewhere, whenever there's going to be a political season, why do we have a vote on account in election year? Because people are not there to do business. The government would have to run regardless after elections. There must be a gap, but MPs are not there. So somebody must be running the country. So in political seasons like internal primaries and co for democracy, definitely there's going to be a short change. And some of these challenges will be business of the day. But the leadership of parliament always sets agenda of what we are going to do 
which meeting or which we come to parliament. They normally factor the activities around. And by all means, by August, we would have done the bills and be complete what we have to do because they factored those in their planning. I don't think that there any absence is, 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 is going to really affect the business of the house. Now, the MP for Otafo, Vincent Ekoasefua, whose constituency the vice president visited to wrap up his campaign in the Ashanti region, says the minority should, quote, mind their business, unquote, and not interfere in the MPP's affairs. I have been in parliament. Today is Thursday, right? On Tuesday, I was in parliament. Yesterday, I was in parliament. In fact, Tuesday, if you were able to follow the proceedings, you remember, I was the one who, as it were, asked the question to Honorable Brian Champon. And so if the vice president, he is not just a candidate or an aspirant, he is the vice president of the Republic of Ghana, first and foremost. And if he decides to visit my constituency, I do not have any choice but to come and support him. So from here, I'm going back to Accra to go and continue my representative duty that the good people of Ottawa constituency gave me. Uh, Infanti, they say something, Zufiatem. Indeed, today, if you go to the house, the, um, the minority members are not in the house. Article 97 of the 1992 Constitution is very clear. And the standing orders of Parliament, Order 16, is very clear about it. That if you want to absent yourself from Parliament, you need to seek for a reasonable excuse from the Speaker of Parliament. And I know that most of these minority MPs have been, as it were, absenting themselves from Parliament without any reasonable excuse. And if you don't have that, what it means is that after a continuous absence of 15 days, you are able to, or you may be um, allowed to vacate your seat. I have not done that. I was not in Parliament today. Tomorrow I'm going to be in Parliament. And see, won't fear some. As simple as that. Well, let's uh, dwell more on this. On Zoom now is Nehemiah Tega, the co-founder of Parliamentary Monetary Organization, or DICRO. Nehemiah, grateful that you could join us here. Um, let's start from the, on, on this note. What do you make of happenings in, in Parliament? Is it becoming difficult to get parliamentarians, I mean, it is becoming difficult to get parliamentarians to do their own jobs, of which we pay them. Why is this challenge persistent now? First of all, this, this parliament started in a manner where we, had, we didn't have a clear split, and so there was always a need to build consensus when it comes to the work um, of parliament. However, for, for the people who have to do the work to even make them avail themselves, that has become a challenge because they would believe that staying out of parliament and just waiting till you are almost hitting the 15 sitting threshold then you show up, and that's like a good thing to come on TV and say. Clearly, they are not serious. Clearly, they are not serious about representing the people. And, and if they, the lawmakers, are breaking the law by either gaming the system in terms of their attendance structure to, to either come and sign in and go away or get someone from the table office to do so, it's, it's appalling. Mm. It's not, it's, it won't help a nation that needs laws and, and certain um, legislative work to, to develop it we are we are we are just running off the mark in, in the interest of getting votes and becoming elected and i think that's sad the first deputy speaker of parliament says they <coughs> have to explain to the public why a house that had less than 40 mps we're being told had recorded over 200 mps how do 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 they explain this to us 40 now turns to 201 well, in the past, nobody was ensuring that they were doing this, and so they could actually go in there, and you might, they might not form a quorum, but end up passing bills and things like that. 
Now, guess what? The media is watching. The public is watching. In certain instances, you're even taking pictures of the number of people in there and then looked at the votes and proceedings that um, comes after the, in, the, in the next sitting. And you realize that people may have attempted to game that process. Also, because we started putting that information out there, and once they saw that their constituents were um, taking a look at this and taking it more seriously and even using that to vote, they decided to change the way they do things. But these are folks who really do not care about um, their constituents mm. and, and the work that uh, is required of them. Mm. Think about it. You have, you, have a, you have a situation where a Speaker of Parliament refers a number of members to, to the Privileges Committee, and everyone knows that this is like more of a Parliament refers a number of members to, to the Privileges Committee, and everyone knows that this is like more of a business. What happens? The rest of the social sectors benefit. A woman know about 30 MPs even were in contravention of Article 97 Clause 1C, just like those three MPs. Everyone knew that nothing was going to happen. And on bite was. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Are not enforced. Whether the standing orders or the constitutional clauses, the lawmakers are breaking the laws. Instead of sitting in parliament and doing business, doing government business or doing the work that is required of them. You mentioned that 30 MPs were yeah. in contravention of that particular article. You remember those constituencies or those MPs? Yes. I can give you the list. Wow. Uh, so, so, so how come we didn't hear of their case, the 30 MPs? Because the speaker did not take it up. Odikro even officially wrote to the speaker and the speaker... Um, acknowledge receipt, and we thought that some action was going to be taken because we had um, other MPs like Jogate and Kukwajima Menu, even Kujokon Kruma, Ignatius Bafewa, all of these people, Esla, Ousu Kufu, Kennedy Japan, all of these people. So the list went on all the way, and we actually wrote to the speaker saying that a total of 33 MPs were in violation of Article 97 Clause 1C, and um, nothing really happened. Wow. Now, it, it looks like the MPs are normalizing this. If you listen to them, they, they tend to say, oh, this is conventional. We can leave parliamentary duty and attend to our internal elections. How do we deal with this matter such that it doesn't really fester to then even infest new ones that may be coming in the House? In society, norms are... Uh, overseen by laws. So whilst people who convene together may try to create their own norms and, and these norms then become de facto standards, it might not necessarily adhere to the laws because the laws will be in the interest of the public. And so when you have an opportunity to do things in a certain manner, because you are getting paid for it, because you are representing your people, and you rather share those responsibilities 
then you have to become accountable to the people. And what will the people do? You may lose the opportunity to continue representing them because you are not doing you know you are not doing that. Like you said, they've normalized it. They are saying that, oh, well, you, you too, when you went to do your primaries, you were, you were not there. Does it make it right? Mm. Does it make... You can't even make references to other cases and say, this also happens in other jurisdictions. Mm. Mm. So, if people break... Certain, if certain things are, are allowable in other countries, we should also allow it. Mm. When, if it when our laws say we should be doing something else. Okay. So, right. this behavior is appalling and it's not acceptable. And this is why we also need to automate the, the attendance by using biometric, biometric um, attendance systems. Let's move away. Let's get them to tighten. Let's tighten the processes. Okay. Whether through the standing orders or, or through technology and get yeah. things done differently. Okay. Thank Gref you. Grateful to you, Nahama uh, Atega, is co-founder of Odikro. Now, a group of MPP supporters have stormed the Alisa Hotel, demanding that the party holds the Super Delegates Congress at a centralized venue. The action by the group is to mount pressure on the National Executive Committee and the National Council of Elders not to consider decentralizing the selection process as it finalizes the elections process today. According to them, doing so will compromise the elections. Yao Obing Boating is one of the leaders of the aggrieved party supporters. We are, we are basically party members. Party members, which party? Coming from where? Coming from where? Exactly? You know, we are from, from different constituencies. Mm. I am from Ududu. I think I've, I've informed you. I am from Ududu. We have public power west, public power south, Okaikwe, Kole Prote. We, we are basically MPP people. We, 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 we are where not... are you getting this information from so, that they want to decentralize the exercise? It's our message. That's all. So, we, we, you, are, you are reading here. We are not what? assigning this information to anybody. Are... So, our message is to uh, stick to what we've been doing for the, for the past year. And so we, we are not interested for them to decentralize anything. So you are here to send a message yes. to NEC and the National Council that these are the grievances of yes. supporters yes. of the party. Yes. So if they don't do that, what are you going to do? Oh, we, we are contemplating. I, me, myself, I am not interested in the, in the special voting even. But should in case it should happen, we should do it the way we Are these the only concerns you have? Oh, we have various concerns. What are they? That, we see... We are a party, and we must not do anything that can split the party. If I, I have my, my way, I will have asked. We should do away with the, with the special vote. 200,000 people are going to decide. So why do you allow 6,000 people? Baba, you can't, you can't bear your party's constitution. Your constitution is clear. No, that the, way the, 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 the net can do something about it. But not now. That's your constitution. It's not, no, it's not. So it's the not. point I'm making is that your constitution states that where the aspirants are more than five, yes. you must conduct a super but what I'm saying is, NEC can, can temper with that and then call a meeting to suspend that for now. You want them to suspend the Delegates Congress? Yes, yes no, the, 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 the Super Delegates Congress. So that after, after this, our, our next Congress, we can adopt Why? Why are you doing No, I'm saying thing? that should in case that one won't work. No. The decentralization of the special voting is not what we are not in, in favor for. We are not supporting yeah. that. 
Well, let's uh, take you live now to the Alisa Hotel, where my colleague Samuelin Bryce is standing by to give us an update on what's been happening there. Sammy, you've been there the whole day. Um, the group came there in the afternoon. The committee has been meeting, and they're deep into the night now. What has been happening? Uh, four hours into the meeting, still counting. It started around three, thereabouts, where the National Executive uh, Committee of the party first had their meeting. Afterwards, they came out, and then the National Council of the party members uh, joined them. And so that is the moment we are now. So um, they are to deliberate over the issues that are coming up. Um, one of the issues. Uh, is what you played earlier about some of the party supporters raising concerns about the the election process. I'm talking about the super delegates com uh, congress process. They want it to be um, centralised, not decentralised, because they are suspecting that some of even the executives at the regional level have been compromised. They are biased towards some uh, candidates. So a reason they came here. So um, it has been a tight meeting. The media has not been allowed to enter inside because it is an in-camera one. Even the National Council members as well as the National Executive Committee members are not even allowed to go in with their mobile phones. So uh, it is a closed-door meeting, a party affair, and whatever that is discussed there is not or has not been known to the media yet. Uh, earlier, when the National Executive Committee members came out, I, I tried gathering some information, but I was told um, they wouldn't uh, divulge any information to me now until the National Council uh, decides. So we are still pitching camp uh, within the premises of Alisa Hotel, waiting for them. So once they are done with this meeting and the decision is arrived and the election modalities have been spelled out, the General Secretary, Justin um, Friponkodia, will come and address the media on the way going forward. We know very well that tomorrow the party will officially uh, announce the, the aspirants that are to go into this race and subsequently Monday the balloting would begin for the Superdelegates Congress. So it has been a, a very hectic day here um, but um, the, the meeting is still underway. Any member of the MPP who matters is in this particular crucial meeting. The president should have been part of the meeting. However, we know he's out of the country. Uh, a reason he's not here. Nine aspirants are here, with the exception of Alan Chemante. I'm told he's part of the northern uh, Ghana to campaign, but he has a representative here. So aside him, there are, the remaining aspirants are here. And I must say that the exercise has been uh, smooth so far. Security is, is very tight. Uh, because I must say, the government, entire government machinery is here because you have the whole um, chief of staff in this meeting, all the members of the MPP who are ministers, who are MPs, are all locked up in this particular meeting. So, Brace, we don't know exactly when this meeting would end, um, but we are still um, nosing around to get the relevant information to feed our listeners. But we know that the key issues they are dealing with are the um, venue or where they will hold the election, be it a centralized one or a decentralized one, and then two, the voters register. So those that are diseased or those that are, uh, have abandoned their uh, positions, what happens after cleaning the register? Should they go ahead with the register like that or they should replace it? So these are some of the things that they are going to come out. The decisions will border on that and also they'll give a, a guideline on the code of conduct of all 
um, the aspirants. Mind you, yesterday there was a National Council of Elders meeting with the national executives uh, on how some of these um, uh, aspirants are supposed to carry themselves uh, in the course of the campaign. So it was basically a, a, a meeting to echo the need for them to be, u, u, to, to be united ahead of the election. So, Brace, uh, that's what I can report for now. Okay. Um, subsequently, if there are other information coming up, okay. we'll surely link up to you in the studio to update you. So that's uh, my colleague Samuel Imbra, who is at the Alisa Hotel now, giving us up to speed on what's happening there. This is still Joy News Prime. Still to come, deaths, hanging homes, unbearable traffic, and bad roads in the fate of residents of New Botiano as rains continue to pour trauma on them. It's very, very dangerous. When it, the rain is falling, hard one or heavy one, and you come and stand here, even here, if you listen the flow because there is very huge rain passes through here. It feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you are in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the real academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the real... Go maddening over speed breakers or potholes. Take care, choose it. But that doesn't mean because there are potholes and speed breakers you don't drive the car. Use it. Don't abuse it. And with the car in the good hands of the second and third generation owners, Pram harbors the hopes that perhaps a fourth generation Dhondi might someday drive this very car. Somebody said that he is a teacher, he is a father. Then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an interpreter. Prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women... Like naming. See, obviously, the name that will be given to you will be worse. <laughs> so you go by the first one that is given to you, which is, which is um, adoptable. Yeah. But if you say, oh, why are you giving me this name? Come, I'll punish you. The next time they converge, the name that will be given to you will take you into the grave. <laughs> <laughs> so why would you then So, so it, 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 I never even knew that it was me who was called as, uh, Shapiro. It all happened when uh, uh, I started teaching in Accra Academy. Uh, that was in 84, 84, 85. And the students I met, see, my first... Um, sporting event was to go out with the students uh, to Willibam. Okay. In preparation, that was uh, uh, the intercom. Doctor, this makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself for PMTCT services. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited.
This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. With the Equibank salary account, you will enjoy free life insurance. Free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. And even more consolation rewards in the Equibank double salary promo reloaded. This Equibank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? But maybe next time, Charlie, you know. Open an Echobank salary and more than double your salary in the Echobank double salary promo reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. This promo is under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority under the Caritas Lottery Platform. That's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface like it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Why? Syntex <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no! That is not true. Me alkasano, adiabia mi yebiano, me shishemta papano. And when I find it, I stick to it. Ma shishemanya bell pack tissues. Bell pack ewe tea roll. Bell pack tea roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. Me yusua, me hotome. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. Oti bakwa, oti mi de pepaye. One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Say a pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. Welcome back from the break. Now, flag bearer hopeful of the MPP, Alan Kwajo Chiramanting, has been touring the OT region to share his vision with delegate on a need to endorse him to become the party's flag bearer for the 2024 general elections. Mr. Chiramanting says he is the only aspirant among the 10 with a national appeal to help the MPP break the eight. He met delegates from all nine constituencies on a cluster basis. Peter Seno has been following his campaign in that region and has come through with this report. Alan 
Ivan Kojo Chiremantin, one of the leading flag bearer aspirants of the new Patriotic Party, was in the Oti region to meet delegates from all nine constituencies to share his visions with them as to why they need to endorse his candidature to lead the party into the 2024 general elections. Sharing his view on why delegates should endorse his candidature, he says he's the only candidate with a national appeal that will attract floating voters to the party. He also said he will put all party executives on a payroll such that they can earn some income for their sacrifices. <laughs> Some delegates have also been sharing their views on exactly why they are endorsing the candidature of Alan Kojo Chiremantin. We are supporting Alan Kojo Chiremantin because they say your food your panel. On your piano. Now, in the Ashanti region, the Ashanti regional chairman of the new patriotic party, Bernard Ntribo Siako, says the region has acted, uh, the vice president as, uh, the form, oh, has, has selected the vice president as a formidable candidate to win the 2024 general elections for the NPP. Dr. Mahmoud Baumia has been campaigning across all 47 constituencies of the region ahead of the NPP's presidential primary. He wrapped up his campaign in the region Wednesday after meeting Delegates who will be participating in the August 26th uh, special delegate conference of the party. Nanabwachi Yadom reports from Kumasi. The Vice President, Dr. Mahamoud Baumia, has been in the Ashanti region for the past two weeks to campaign ahead of the MPP's presidential primary, flanked by several high-profile figures of the party, including members of parliament, regional and constituency chairman and constituency council of elders. The Vice President told all 47 constituencies in the region and wrapped up in the Old Tafo constituency. Ashanti Regional Chairman of the MPP, Bernard Enchibwe Siakon, says the region has decided to elect Dr. Baumia as flag bearer of the party, considering his performance as vice president. He believes the Buzia Damkwa Dumbu tradition must be upheld by ensuring Dr. Baumia leads the party. As we have witnessed and we have heard, it means that the people speak and when the people are chanting when they decide you can't change it the point is now that Santi has decided it's about your works you know the job the things that you do will follow you people are saying Dankwa Buzia Dumbo and people are saying Dankwa and Buzia has been saved you know so it's time for Dumbo Member of Parliament for Efijase and campaign coordinator for Dr. Baumia in the Ashanti region, Nana Ayuafriye, says the vice president is in a commanding lead in the region. So far, so very good. Um, Your Excellency, definitely in Ashanti region, is in the commanding lead by God's grace. Yes, the people of Ashanti love him, and in the history of this country, as far as MPP is concerned, Wherever Ashanti votes in presidential primaries, they vote en um, bloc. 
the superdelegates, his worst performance will be 85%. You know, last year I said 80%. One month to the election, I'm saying 85%. I know what I'm talking about. And if you see him trusting and cruising in the 90% as a superdelegate for Ashanti, take it from me, it would reflect also in November for God willing. Spokesperson for Dr. Baumia Nana Akomia says the support the vice president has received from the Ashanti region is indication of victory ahead of the presidential primary. From the enthusiasm that you've seen in Ashanti region, there's no doubt that the vice president is clearly the front runner in this race. For Joy News, Nana Bwachi Dankwayadom Kumasi. Now, imagine living in a house you can only access with the help of a ladder. That is a situation of a 25-year-old young man, Nana Iyao, wisdom a shen, but his situation only mirrors what residents of New Botiano have to endure as a result of flooding. Hanging homes caused by torrential rains, children killed by floods, and bad roads are just some of the troubles the residents continue to endure any time it rains. Maxwell Agbaba, owned by floods and bad roads, are just some of the troubles the residents continue to endure any time it rains. Maxwell Agbaba. So if you, can, you have to go for a piece of bread or a loaf of bread for 20 cities, 20 cities alone for bread? Hello. And we put the spotlight on Ghana's jewelry industry, which is becoming globally uncompetitive because of the use of obsolete equipment for production. We still have our local uh, jewelers who are still using rudimental tools, who are also um, using obsolete um, um, equipment, and they are unable to produce to meet international standards. We have more coming up. Do stay with us here on the market, please. Flood water has forced the collapse of a building here at New Botiano. Two children, 9 and 11 years, were swept away. They died. This is how they do it all the time. It's always a risky journey to get to their home. And they tell me that it's terrifying when it starts raining. And they always have to wait for the rain to subside before they come out. How long have you been staying here? I've for two years. The man who lives here, Nanayao Ishen, he says the only way to access his residence is with the help of years. a ladder which sits about 10 feet deep into the belly of the earth. And massive erosion caused by continuous flooding in the new Botiano community roads impassable and structures on the verge of collapse. Nanayao Wisdom Ishen moved into the hanging house with his brother, Alex Nanabingin. The owner was forced by the situation to relocate with his family. Nanayo says he has had many near-death experiences living in the house, but says he does not have the means to rent another place. It's very, very dangerous. When it, the rain is falling hard one or heavy one, and you come and stand here, even here, you listen, the floor because there is very huge rain passes through here so okay. it's very very dangerous yeah. so, so why don't you move out of this place so you don't have any other place no i don't have any other place i'm young to rent a house or 
doing something else. So here is the choice I want to. Okay. Uh-huh. Without the ladder, I won't come out. I can't come out. Okay. Yeah. What if someone comes to lose the ladder one day? Then I, I will stay here to when I get a new ladder. Nanayo's brother, Alex Nanabinyin, says the flood is not only destroying their building, it is also destroying properties, roads, and claiming lives. We are scared anytime it rains, but we have no option. Anytime it rains, you will hear the earth trembling and shaking. They shouldn't wait until any catastrophe strikes before they decide to take action. Investment Limited. Well, welcome back to the showbiz segment. And uh, Becky Bex, the lovely young lady loved by many thousands, millions, mm. is here. Try another introduction. Oh, but why? This See, is... the best rapper. Okay. Oh, no, you know that I am now a musician. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, after my visit to Kofi Kinata, I've changed my mind. You can call me the uh, musician. Uh, yeah, let's let's. But you can't even beat uh, Big Mama. You remember that Big Mama? Is it Big Mama? Is it, yeah, <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. But Grace, let's talk about Sarkodie. Sarkodie, you know his song, uh, his response to Yvonne Nelson's book, um, uh, "I Am Not Yvonne Nelson." Try mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, we were hoping that uh, he would ha- we will have an exclusive interview with him okay. and probably ask him why he had to release a song and what inspired mm, uh, that song. particular song. But he, you know, that he's on tour uh, in the U.S., yeah. uh, specifically New York, mm-hmm. and uh, he's been having conversations uh, about this particular uh, song, mm-hmm. uh, Angela Yee. Uh, on way up, um, Sarkodie had a conversation uh, with her, and he's been explaining exclusively to her. To be very honest, um, it's a sensitive conversation that the reason why I didn't do no media run or press around it is because I know I might lose um, how I would like to present what I feel about it. Mm-hmm. So normally, what I've, this is not the first time I've done records to address certain issue or maybe a line or two in a record just to because i don't know there's certain energy i, I hate to feed into mm-hmm. especially speaking about it because i might lose my cool so with this situation yes exactly i'm i'm not going to sit here and say i'm super proud of everything it's just in the moment how i felt whether being my truth there should have been a way that uh you could have said it that's why i don't like to speak about it because mm-hmm. um this is a conversation between two people but then 
we could have a conversation if you, if you want to talk about it because it involves me as well. Right. But because people know the sock doesn't speak, you know, people think they can say something and no sock is not going to speak and then right. it's going to get away with it. Yeah. You know? So once in a while, you know, you just... Let them poke the bear. Because I'm the same way. If people talk crazy about me, I don't like to address things because I feel like it gives it way more life. Exactly. And I see people do it all the time. And instead of me engaging in a back and forth, I'm like, you know what? Go ahead. I'm going to just keep on doing my thing and not let anybody knock me off my square. True. But this time you said you not only it wasn't a line or two. <laughs> I mean, so I want to know who did you let hear this first? Was anybody in the studio that's, with you when you did this? That's what's funny. I did not, my, my team is here. They're all like people think my team is in support of what I did or did the record. None mm -hmm. of them knew I, I did the record because I was on tour. I'm actually on tour when it happened. Yes. So, um, and sometimes when I feel something, then the lyrics is going to come right there and then. So, um, I sneaked into the studio to even record this. I didn't let nobody hear it because I didn't want to hear no advice. Right. I just literally want to do what I felt at that mm -hmm. point. Um, yeah, and face the consequences later on. But it wasn't like the whole team sat down and said, this is good to go. I right. did it personally for myself. They probably was like, what are you doing? I can imagine those phone calls and yes, text messages. A lot of, a lot of phone calls. Um, so, in, in the heat of the moment, the person that I didn't hear from, which normally she would have been the first person to hit me, is my lawyer. Mm -hmm. So, um, early morning, I was like, I was trying to tease her, and I said, Mama C, so don't you care about what's happening? Because you would hit me up and say, what are we doing? But the sad news is she was dead at the same time. What? So, yeah, so, just, I see two texts go. I didn't hear, of course, she would respond like within five minutes. Wow. It took hours, and then I heard she she's normal. So, oh just my within God, that period, that's awful. like very, very tough time within that short I'm period. so sorry to hear that. Uh, good. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Ooh, yeah, so she, a, she would have been somebody who I know wouldn't endorse that um, that situation of how I wanted to handle it. But I just felt like it. Like this, I normally don't mm -hmm. do it, but this, mm -hmm. to me, I think I'll, I'll get to a point where I can speak freely about it. I think mm -hmm. it's still... It's, it's still, still fresh mm -hmm. that I still want to process it before I can really mm -hmm. speak. You know, and this is something that happened year like a really long time ago. Yeah. yeah, so this is something that she brought back up. And then I know in interviews you don't even really like to address things like this, but since you put the song out, mm -hmm. out and it felt like somebody leaked it first. Yes. And so maybe you didn't even intend exactly. to put it out. Okay, that's what I was exactly. thinking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're like, well, it's here now. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the middle of Let the night, okay. where I was, it was like very late, at, I think 2 a.m. And then I see Twitter going crazy and people putting out the record. Oh, so, dang. I, I have no idea because I didn't give it to. So I have like two, three people that I don't want to suspect. You know, right. It's going to create some energy because I, right. I, I did it just to hold on to it and, mm -hmm. and see if I'm going to release it. But then when it came out, I was like, let me just let me just put it out. Yeah. Do you do that often? Like something goes on and you're like, let me just do a song about it and then yes. kind of put it away. Like a, kind of like a getting something off your chest diary because you do. Well, Angela Yee got the exclusive and Brace, we're here. Uh, let's talk. About, let's move away from. So, do, do you have no, something no, to when, say? No, when he comes, we're going to do exclusive because yeah, he has, Ghana exclusive. Yeah, you mm. exactly. Yeah. Really, you have to talk to. Please, he has to talk to Becky. You know, you know, like answer all these questions. But I mean, mm. we we enjoy that from. Uh, yeah, um, he opened up uh, a lot. Everybody was. Uh, he, uh, she asked all the questions. Yeah. And mm. I hope that all the answers have been uh, mm. uh, all the Given. questions mm. and. 
her husband answered. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just, That's it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wish you all the best in your tour. But let's talk about Black Sharif. You know that Black Sharif, uh, we've been going back and forth with his arrest at the Kutuka International Airport. We've given you the backstory about how he had a deal with cruise people, and uh, apparently he sort of deviated from one of... But we had uh, the exclusive interview with the CEO of the uh, cruise people, and here is the side of the story. The police would just not wake up and, and arrest Black Sheriff on a baseless or flimsy excuse from, from us. We submitted everything. So based on that, the police secured an arrest warrant. So it was either when he's leaving or he's coming. And so immigration stopped him, handed him over to the police. The police got him to the police station, gave him the opportunity uh, to, 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 to listen to the complaint. And then the caution statements were read out to him, and he wrote his statement. Based on that, he was granted. Okay. He was granted a bill. A bill. What's the from here for us or for him? Uh, for for the case. Oh well, for the case is simple. Mm-hmm. We have um, uh, a civil suit pending. Uh, we will submit the the details of that uh, to. Actually, he he'll be served, you know, and um, he would look through it and make a response. And if he wants to make ends meet by cutting a deal, we'll get there. If not, then we want to pursue this to this logical conclusion. Because, you see, the way we were treated mm-hmm. is not fair. It's unthinkable. And we don't want um, the general public to conceive us as trying to, you know, put a stop on his career or like impede his progress and we waited two months trying to use all kind of means, especially human resources available to us okay. to actually find a lasting solution to this. That didn't happen and we're here now. The police have invited us. Okay. We're both meeting at the police headquarters at two PM. All right. And so when we get there, his legal team, my legal team will be there. We would go through the issues and I'm sure they don't want this to continue. Neither do I want this to continue. So we should have a handshake, we get paid okay. and that's it. So you want your money, just that? We want our money and not only the money we paid, of course, I mean, I'm telling you that we paid multimedia to have an out of station broadcast here mm-hmm. to promote the event, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. We have released a press statement this afternoon. Okay. In there, we stated our So one. the event is not coming off? How is the event coming on? How is Afro Cruise Jam going to come on? How is it going to come on? He's, he's totally derailed all the process. How can we do this? If we take Black Sharif's word, as it is now, or your word that he would show up at the event, how sure are we that on that day, even 10 minutes, uh, 10 seconds video, he could not do it. How sure are we that on that day Black Sharif will be in Greece? Well, the conversation continues on our social media platforms. Also, uh, you can log on right. to online.com for more news. That'll be all for the show this evening. Thank you so much for joining us.
prenu eya enu tire metufu se abibere otadea tadea unsa nkotonu mprenu na mekanfo scp amam scp ewo tema shahel ewo na factory kese no esi edi na ape pavement blocks boss and kasankasa ena di edi si den biara no okwa shahela scp ebe mabi se opese o sudan na pete ogu concrete enya fira koto cement akopa bo akopa nwia ofre scp ya the concrete is missing the dawif quality. Cement warm on the good camera amount. So, what am I? A fiena, dodoa, a flower, bong, and in Patamuni Nara, your office. I was Princess Road, the Nipapaya restaurant in the Dimshadim. For SCP was 0501 672 608. Anato free number 0800 626 262. The business segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Welcome to Prime Business with me, Pius Kujo Baka. And look now at our stories. Fish Solutions says the city's performance of the rest of the year will depend on how fast Ghana will secure an agreement with its external creditors, particularly the Paris Club. It warns that the negotiation for a deal may, however, take long, similar to that of Zambia. The local currency's performance since the approval of the International Monetary Fund has been uh, relatively stable. In recent uh, macroeconomic update on sub-Saharan Africa, the UK-based firm pointed out that it is unlikely there will be severe capital and financial outflows compared to last year. Mike Rodinga is a senior country analyst for Sub-Saharan Africa at Fitch Solutions. Regular disbursements uh, of foreign currency by the IMF will provide the Bank of Ghana with more ammunition um, to defend the currency, informing um, our view 
that a large sell-off, um, as we saw in 2022 and, and earlier this year, is uh, unlikely. However, I do want to say here that you know this does not mean um, it will be smooth sailing from here on for the city, unfortunately. So, in fact, we believe that the city's trajectory will remain somewhat choppy by historical standards as the performance of the currency will largely depend on the negotiations between Ghana and its external creditors. So in the experience of other countries that are involved or have been involved in talks under the G20 common framework, a country like Zambia, this process has proven to be extremely protracted. So suggesting that it will probably quite be quite lengthy for Ghana too. More on the economy and government has indicated it will use the media budget to tackle um, the rise in inflation, other macroeconomic challenges, as well as ultimately set the economy back on track. A deputy finance minister, Abnon Sassari, said the budget review will focus on reducing importation of goods that is driving inflation. According to her, government is exploring ways to address the persistent increase in food prices. She was speaking at the 2023 Deloitte Economic Dialogue here in Accra. The Deputy Minister reassured that government is implementing a raft of policy measures approved by Parliament in the 2023 budget to reset the economy. I want to reiterate that government's position um, to these measures are to secure sustainable debt levels and move economic growth forward. It's a painful path we have taken but the alternative is simply unthinkable. And so we hope and pray that you support us achieve this. Let's ask ourselves, how do we entrench the stability and promote growth? Based on the immediate impact of the interventions of the last seven months, government continues to reassess the tools and options for economic growth and revitalization. As a step forward, we intend to use the opportunity of the media review to drive stability and growth. Economist and Professor of Finance, Professor Gottfried Bockpin, entreated government to explore diverse ways to cut expenditure. The kind of job-rich growth we are expecting and the kind of expenditure cuts and the reforms here, they are not adequate, they are not sufficient to actually guarantee that kind of growth that will be sustainable. And you will see it through IMF programs. And that is why any time we are able to get some macroeconomic stability whilst we are under the program. But once we exit, it's very difficult. Lead partner tax and regulatory at Deloitte, Ghana, George Ankuma called for an aggressive revenue mobilization in the media budget review. I believe there would be some considerations around um, the extractive sector in general. Um, I also think that one of the areas that they will be focused is the fact that there is going to be a lot of efforts um, around um, enhancement of the GRE in terms of revenue collection. They have already done the online uh, platform and so I believe that there will be some discussions or um, some covering around how the GRE is now using the online platforms that they have developed to enhance revenue collections. The 2023 Deloitte Economic Dialogue was under the theme Positioning for Sustainable Recovery Ghana's Economic Outlook post IMF due. James Hishan's report for Joy Business. 
A while longer on the media budget, as Finance Minister uh, Ken Ufuriata prepares to present the media budget, former Finance Minister Seth Tekwe is urging government to use the media to reduce its expenditure and find innovative means of raising revenue. He believes government will not be successful with this debt exchange program if it fails to be realistic about arrears and commitments. Now, the former Finance Minister was speaking at a webinar ahead of the media budget presentation. To do more raising revenues, we'll have to do more in reducing expenditures, and we'll have to be realistic about our arrears or commitments. This has been, it has hunted us, you know. So we are not uh, consolidating, we should all be alert and make sure that we have, as Prof said at the beginning, all the numbers from now on, so that when we are monitoring, we are not, you know, praising, you know, the government. Sometimes even, uh, People in opposition are envious of some of the achievements which have come, you know, to not. You know, otherwise the fiscal gap will not narrow and will not do a successful debt exchange or restructuring. Uh, we have problems with borrowing already, which we must do, get out of quickly. And then the domestic borrowing tables is too narrow, you know, and it's raising domestic uh, costs. And I must say it's not sustainable for an economy which is by developing country or lower middle income country standards, you know, should not be depending on such a narrow, you know, base. Do we need an African market? I suggested in my last, you know, show that if we need an African market, if we think that people are being unfair to us, we should look to what we have done to our domestic markets. Let's stay a while longer on the media because the Association of Ghana Industries, AGI, is asking government to use the media budget to inspire hope and, um, in the private sector by supporting the production and manufacturing sectors of the economy. According to the association, already they are feeling the brunt of the high taxes being implemented. They contend most of their members have been forced to fold up as a result of the harsh economic condition. Here is Vice Chair of the AGI Tema region, Adobia Isiyama Abwaji speaking to Joy Business ahead of the presentation. Um, the business environment doesn't seem conducive. The interest rates, the utility charges, the inflation, the depreciation exchange rate is really affecting us. Although we find ourselves in the productive sector, we still import um, our raw materials most of them. There are few that would say are sourced locally. Mm. And where we even have local sourcing, there's always a mix, having some imported uh, items mixed up. And so if the exchange rate is not stable, it, it gets affected. And I had also indicated that uh, we seem risky now because uh, the kind of interest rates we have, it's difficult to go borrowing for business. And so it looks as if even when we go to the banks, it's not too safe for them to transact business with us. They are better off dealing with the traders. And so we are asking for government to really support the productive sector in terms of uh, financing. Perhaps they have uh, a plan, but we want to see something much more. Because if indeed we need to recover, then it should be through the agri sector and industry. And so we are saying the Development Bank, for example, Exam Bank, let's, let's put some, put some funds in there, support private sector so that we can recover. And also, um, in order not to erode our working capital, 
our taxes should not be uh, pre-production, pre but it should be post-production. Because then, um, if it's pre-production, you use all your money to pay taxes. And so if we can get some waivers on our raw materials as input, then at the point of uh, churning out the finished goods, we'll be able to pay taxes instead. Mm. President of the Ghana Hotels Association, Edward Akanyamike Jr., is calling on the government to address the numerous charges imposed on the sector in the media budget. According to him, the country can meet its target of attracting over 1.5 million tourists into the country, but government needs to reduce the number of taxes imposed on the sector to help businesses increase their profits. He spoke at the third National Executive Council meeting of the Ghana Hotels Association. The Ghana Hotels Association has indicated that, despite recording a positive economic recovery post-COVID-19, the sector is still faced with challenges such as taxes and increased utility costs. At its third National Executive Council meeting, President of the Association, Edward Akanyameke Jr., said they expect the Finance Minister to address some critical issues bedeviling the progress of the sector in the media budget. We have the December in GH and several other programs which is bringing in people. So those uh, activities will certainly tell on the numbers of people coming to the system. Now, when they come in, and that is where some of the challenges come in, because then the hotels are hosting them, we have high taxes, we have high utility costs, water, now electricity and water, is adjusted every quarter, and it keeps going high. Okay, so all those things together with the high lending rates, and then the cost of doing business in general. Our uh, workers are expecting more salaries because the environment itself is harsh and all that. So that one too is another aspect which affects our business, and what it means that so we may be bringing in the numbers to tell on the number of visitors that are coming. However. When we do the actual business uh, mathematics, you see that your profit margin is very small or you may not even make profit and that will affect the business moving. The Minister of Tourism, Arts and Culture, Dr. Ibrahim Mohamed Awal, reiterated government's support to helping the sector to develop. Before COVID, uh, before 2020, the ministry achieved 1.1 million tourists, external, international arrivals in this country. That gave us an amount of 3.3 billion US dollars. Post COVID, Ghana's recovery is really, really good. While the African average recovery is 61%, Ghana's recovered about 85% post COVID pandemic. We put in place a number of strategies to achieve this 1.5 billion. Now, there are a lot of issues about taxes, so government is discussing it. I'm sure not too long we'll come out with something very productive for Ghanaians. Last year, we, uh, we gave $10 million to support all the tourism, as and cultural sector. We know it's not enough because the pandemic has really affected them. So we intend to do some more support in terms of grants, support them to be able to keep their operations running. The association also called on financial institutions to support the sector to develop. Now, the Rice Millers Association has welcomed government's move to restrict rice and frozen chicken imports by 40% in the coming months. The details of the program will be outlined in the media budget review as government is working on a legislative instrument to back the move. According to convener of the association, Yao Edupoku, the import quota on these commodities is a step to ensuring self-sufficiency in the rice sector. 
we have the resources, we have the people, and we are already. Our major, major challenge is how to get our rice into the market and be accepted. Nigeria has done it well so And now Nigeria is gearing to ourselves to spin up it. Ghana is so a net importer. We start from the 40% and then we move upwards to 80 and 100%. So this is in the right direction. It's in the right direction, you say. Uh, but one of the points uh, Mr. Winnie makes is that there are not, uh, well, foundations have not been pulled to these sectors, for instance, production, processing, and marketing to go ahead with this. The point is that a journey of 1,000 miles has one If we don't start it today, we will never get there. So it is what we need to do. Ghana currently produces excess of 1 million metric tons of paddy, which translates to 60-65% um, of milk price. So uh, our milling capacity is just about 400,000 metric tons. We are fortunate to have other investors coming in, like the Just One Group, who wants to take this uh, sector by storm, so that Ghana will very soon become self-sufficient to rise. If the government does not start putting the structures in place, we will never get there, because those who are importing the rice into the system and those who are exporting the rice into our system are very formidable force. We are not capable of fighting them. This possible. Meanwhile, poultry farmers are calling for a gradual phase-out poultry farmers association. Kwame team, the poultry sector does not have the capacity to meet 40% import quota on frozen chicken. And this is food. You are talking about food, a priority in 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 the life of man. So this is good news, not to only poultry farmers, but to the entire populace or uh, people of Ghana. But our concern here right now is the 40% ban at a goal. If we don't take it, this will produce a counter effect that the government, we, we are yielding for this opportunity. We have always been calling for a ban on importation of dry chicken. And yet, when we were given the opportunity, we couldn't meet the demands of the nation or the people. And that is where the issue is. Exactly. Yeah, I know that the poultry sector has uh, faced uh, several challenges in the past exactly. few years. And so exactly. the question is, do you have capacity right now to meet national demand? We, 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 we have the capacity to produce or to meet all the poultry needs of the country, the entire country. We have the capacity to produce all the chicken or the protein needs from chicken source of the total Ghana or the total country. But the implementation is where I am offering that a care should be taken. That if the government wants to stop importation by 40% or at a goal, it, it may create some problem because we would not be ready right now. We must put structures in place. And the most important area is feeding. The cost of feed, which is about 90% of this poultry product, Poultry production is a major issue right now. Mm. We will not have the maize, the soya bean to meet this uh, new population of birds who have to bring in or expand our goal. We have the structures, 
But feeding the bears will be the challenge right now. Getting the maize, you don't have the maize 40% percentage ban. So that is where the challenge is. I suggest or believe that you could start by maybe 20%. Prime business with me, Pius Kojo Baka. To some other stories, the Ghana Stock Exchange has announced its readiness to begin a commercial paper market by the end of the year. According to Managing Director of the Exchange, Abnamwa, the move will seek to provide short-term funding support for companies with high credit ratings. She emphasized that the initiative will deepen and expand the Ghana's securities market and improve liquidity access for economic development. She has been speaking at a breakfast meeting held on the development of a commercial paper in Ghana. As part of efforts to deepen Ghana's securities market, the Ghana Stock Exchange has held a breakfast meeting on the development of a commercial paper market. The move, which is intended to offer short-term funding support to meet working capital needs of companies, saw relevant stakeholders in the sector deliberate on the rollout of the framework. Speaking at the ceremony, Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Stock Exchange, Abena Amwa, emphasized that the move, which is expected to begin in the last quarter of the year, will also enhance diversification. Today we have our private pension funds with over 51 billion Ghana cities under management. They are looking to diversify the various investment opportunities. We are creating this market to bring those in care of the Securities and Exchange Commission. Um, we are working through the Ghana Fixed Income Markets Technical Committee to, to champion the smooth rollout of the program. Managing partner at Benchy Angel Lecha and Ankuma, Seth Asante, explained that the self regulatory system will offer a less bureaucratic process which will ease the access of funds. So the, the structure that we are putting in place is robust and we are hoping that the SEC will look at that structure and be convinced that if it delegates some of its functions to the, uh, to, to the listing committee, it will be handled effectively. And, and, and particularly also that having that SRO status, the self-regulatory status, is very important for the structure we want to develop. Because without it, um, because of the short-term nature of the market, speed to market is very important and we need to be able to have a structure that issuers can come in and, and have their instrument listed and cheaper as quickly as possible. The head of investment banking. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir. Stambik Bank Ghana, Kobe Benchi Encho, detailed that the initiative will enhance confidence in the market. The uh, government debt restructuring, it's become very clear that investors, pension funds, asset managers, etc., they need alternative avenues to be able to put money to work. So the market indeed is ready. It's just for us to now um, make it happen, take the, the first steps, put in place the regulation, and then ensure that there is um, education so people understand that these avenues currently exist. The president of ACI Ghana, Lawrence Oselajabwampong, called for enhanced awareness to deepen the market. And when you look at typical investors who invest in money market securities and other capital market um, securities, it becomes a lot difficult to understand, to invest if they do not understand. And so as ACI Ghana, we would 
obviously focus on the education bit, ensuring that we tap into the expertise of our members to provide um, education, training, and all the requisite skills to all um, stakeholders. The initiative, which the third quarter of this year, is part of several moves by the Ghana Stock Exchange to improve diversification, deepen the market, and improve liquidity access. Water Aid Ghana, in collaboration with Accra Brewery Limited, has signed an agreement valued at 580,000 cities. The alliance aims to construct water supply and sanitation improvement um, facilities in districts where ABL obtains its raw materials. Now, the project will see the construction of durable water and sanitation infrastructure, the creation of a solar-powered water delivery system to ensure reliable access to clean and safe water in selected health facilities, among others. He is head of legal and corporate affairs at ABL Solomon a year. educate consumers on responsible drinking. Again, we are also particular about our guidance level. As you may be aware, again, as media people, um, there are people in this country who are not supposed to get close or use alcohol. One of them are kids, people below, below 18 years, pregnant women. All these things are things that if we check on our label, they are boldly inscribed. So responsible or smart drinking is critical to our business. And that's it for Prime Business with me, Pios Kujo Baka. Prime Sports is next. Brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today. Minimum. I think going forward, it's a lesson for mm. both uh, 
all the players that, you know, don't try to kill the proverbial house butterfly with a sledgehammer. It's out of proportion. Our mom is here to take good care of us with day-by-day baby and day-by-day kids and their naturally active ingredients. Our skin is hydrated, soothed, and protected all day long. Yes, hold Safari Valley Eco Park. Welcome to Safari Valley Eco Park. Our electric shuttle pulled up and in no time our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the Eco Park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitat undisturbed by our presence. We saw zebras, sable antelopes, brown cranes, mara, silky chicken, nyalas, Shetland ponies and so many animals I just couldn't keep up. Our tour guides taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this prize for adults? This prize for teenagers. It's a bargain. As the sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner by the campfire. It has been a thrill of a lifetime and I can't wait till my sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner by the campfire. It has been a thrill of a lifetime and I can't wait till my move on to some other stories and despite the volatile economic situation in Ghana coupled with the domestic debt exchange program, Enterprise Group has declared a first and final dividend. <laughs> Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, fan train. Sports and Insurance Sports presents a half-year thought leadership event under the theme, Phil GPL Centers, the challenge and the solutions. Date, Monday, July 31, 2023. Venue, Labadi Beach Hotel. Time, 6 p.m. prompt. This climaxes an eight-week survey on reasons why the fans are not filling the spectator stands for Ghana Premier League games. This will be the biggest brainstorming session ahead of the much-awaited 2023-24 Ghana Premier League season. It will draw participation from all rest will be the biggest brainstorming session ahead of the much-awaited 2023-24 Ghana Premier League season. It will draw participation from all rest. Assurance is that if we continue in the trajectory that we have seen or we saw in the Yes, certainly there's going to be an improvement. In our dividend history is quite rich. So. Supporters unions, the Sports Writers Association of Ghana, and retired as well as active footballers. 
Phil GPL Centers, the challenge and the solutions on July 31 will be live on the Joy News Channel. To Prime Sports, with me, Razak Musbao. Now, in recent time, the Ghana Premier League has suffered some poor patronage, leaving most match centers virtually empty. Now, in view of this, Joy Sports and Kumasi-based Interest Sports, our sister station, undertook the fact-finding mission to unravel the reasons for the significant age for the local game. Now, uh, joining me via Zoom is Joy Sports editor, um, Natana Lato, and he's been behind the team organizing, putting together arrangements to ensure that we are able to present this uh, findings that we've been able to unravel team organizing, putting together arrangements to ensure that we are able to present this uh, findings that we've been able to unravel. Assad expressed optimism of a more robust automobile industry. I mean, the policy is very well planned. It's very well thought out. Uh, a lot of consultants brought in uh, world experience into it. So I know that we are better off than many other countries in Africa in, in terms of the way the policy is. And uh, already a part of it has been implemented. And it is the implementation of that part. There's a big event coming up on July the 31st uh, at the Labadi Beach Hotel. Uh, please, what more can you tell us about this uh, grand event? Thank you very much, Ms. Well. Our colleagues at Insurance Sports decided to take this upon themselves with uh, Bright Owusu Ben Payala um, leading the charge and going into this area of why fans will just not go to Ghana Premier League centers and will prefer other forms of entertainment. So um, we've been engaging a lot of the stakeholders in the background. There is a lot of enthusiasm uh, for this particular event which is happening on the 31st of this month. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, what our focus is, is that we present what we found out on the ground. Because a lot of the time, what you do realize is that many of our stakeholders and many people who want to solve problems look at it from the assumption end of things. This time, what we're saying is that we want to look at it from a purely scientific end. Because our friends in Europe, our friends in the Western world, when they want to get problems solved, they look at it from the scientific point of view. So we also want to look at it from the scientific point of view so that we can give the people at the end of this problem, which is our clubs and, and those who run them, that real field, which is the real reasons why our fans are staying away from the stand. Remember that at the end of the day, mm. we're all part of a football ecosystem. Yeah. If it works, it works for everybody. If it's thriving, it's thriving for everybody. Our work booms, and we get big stories to tell our audience mm -hmm. who make us uh, prosper and make us make money. So for me, it is very key. And I'm very glad at the level of response that we've gotten so far. So like I said, um, this cuts across everybody who considers themselves a part of this football ecosystem. This is a problem that is, is a, a collective one. And we all have to put our shoulders to the wheel to ensure that we find that scientific solution. And those answers will lie in what we will do on the 31st of this month at Labadi Beach Hotel. I mean, let's talk about some of the individuals whom, uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, invited to be at this forum and why it is important, if, especially if they're watching us and they've been invited, why it's important that they be there. Well, um, 
we have had conversations with the Ghana FA. We're still engaging them. We've had conversations with the leadership of the Ghana League Clubs Association, who are a major block. Important event coming up on the 31st of July, Monday, where uh, we're going to have a good discussion about the patronage for the local game. There's been a painstaking over two months of painstaking research into why the Guinean public is not, um, you know, uh, Guinean public is not patronizing the local game. Nat, you're back. You're making some points about the stakeholders. Yes. So, so I was just talking about the Ghana League Clubs Association, the Professional Footballers Association of Ghana, which is Ghana's branch of the uh, welfare arm of FIFA, mm-hmm. who are um, also very much neck deep into this. Mm. Now, remember that the players, the active players, are the ones who, you know, are very much at the receiving end of this. Mm. If the fans create a buzz atmosphere, it affects their psyche, Mm. it affects their performance sometimes, and it affects the result. So they are very much in this, and they are very much uh, a part of this. We're also engaging the National Sports Authority. We're engaging some existing sponsors and potential sponsors as well. And basically... The supporters' unions. Remember, the supporters are the ones who uh, get the job done in the stands. And they are the ones who organize themselves, Mm. organize their resources, Mm. and come together, whether rain or shine, to push these clubs. And so we're engaging them as well. They're excited about this. And they will be a part of this. And we will all be. And we want to hear from them as well. Because at the end of the day, there are days when we see them in vast numbers. And there are days when we see them very poorly represented. So they have to tell us why. And we cannot sit down and guess what it is. We have to hear it from them. And that's the reason why this becomes necessary. This is the start of a series of thought leadership events that Joy Sports is going to be having. And I'm very sure that as we go along, just like we've always led in various aspects of our sports journalism, this is also going to be a major uh, stop shop for... Mm. The solutions mm. and the scientific element to solving our problems in the sector. Well, Nathan Arthur, we appreciate your time. Uh, that's uh, George Sports Editor Nathan Arthur, uh, the man, you know, pretty much behind all the arrangement for that all-important event on the 31st of July at the Labadi Beach Hotel, where there will be extensive discussion about the findings relative to why the Guinean public is not patronizing the local game and a few other important discussions on the welfare of Ghana football. Now, let's get to some Ghana football legend now, Ibrahim Sunday, and he has attributed the woes of the country's national teams uh, to poor planning and low quality of players called up to the various teams. Now, according to the 1971 African Football of the Year, a lack of planning has resulted in the poor development of players in the country, making them uh, pretty much unfit for call-ups. Uh, this comes on the back of the poor showing of the black meteors and black satellites at the under-23 AFCON and the under-20 Wafuzon B tournament, respectively, where they failed to advance from the group stages. Somehow, lack of good planning. Uh, because uh, I don't know whether we... We, we, we really develop the players to a certain level before we call them to the national teams. Because 
when a player plays two, three matches and he does well, that doesn't mean that he is uh, a good product for the national team. I think uh, we have to change our attitude of selecting players to the national teams. Uh, if we do that, maybe, maybe it will help us. Now, let's talk about the Black Stars of Ghana now, and they have made no movement in the latest FIFA ranking, remaining the 59th best football country in the world. And this is despite losing some, uh, some four-plus points. did not affect Black Stars' position at the table, and they also kept their 11th place ranking in Africa. Now, globally, uh, there are no changes at all in the top 10, which is made up of solely of European and South American teams. Argentina remained first at the top of the pile with the other two podiums places occupied by France, second best in the world, and Brazil third, closely followed by England in the fourth position, Belgium in fifth, and Croatia in sixth. And Morocco remained the top-ranked team in Africa, 13th global, and followed by Senegal, who are also 18th, Tunisia, who are 31st, Algeria, 33rd, and Egypt, 34th, completing the top five on the African continent. Now, the 2023 uh, Women's World Cup has started in Australia and New Zealand and is expected to last until the August, August 20th, uh, with Morocco, Nigeria, South Africa and Zambia representing the continent. Already, hosts uh, Australia and New Zealand have made a bright start with victories in their respective games by Nigeria who have been at every edition of the tournament since 1991, will begin their campaign tomorrow against Canada. However, the team had earlier threatened to boycott the, the first game due to rows over bonuses. Now, Toby Adepoju Samuel is a Nigerian sports journalist, and uh, he joins us via Zoom for some updates on that very situation relative to the Super Eagles, uh, the Super Falcons, rather. But before we speak to Toby, here are highlights of how New Zealand, the co-host, stunned Norway earlier today. And nicely done. Wilkinson has got there. Wilkinson, great defending. Well, good play all round. Hannah Wilkinson did really well, as did Thea Bielda. I mean, the power and grit and determination from Wilkinson. But again, look at this timing for a tackle from Bielda, matching her step for step. That's nicely done. Hand is off after it. Wilkinson's in the middle. Wilkinson! And look at what it means. Goodbye, Percival. Hand went to ground. Paige Riley. Good save. Good save by Aurora Nicholson. Again, look how easy it is to play centrally through the way. They're so open. But again, this is a grunt. It is quite a difficult skill across on the run. Clever ball. Wilkinson. 
Couldn't get the shot away, left footed, turns back inside. Percival! Oh! What a moment that would have been for New Zealand's most capped player, Rhea Percival. Now, Nigeria, like I mentioned, uh, will be in action tomorrow against Canada, uh, their opener in that tournament. But there's been previously, uh, the Super Falcons did threaten that they will boycott that game because of issues relative to their bonuses. Now, joining me is uh, uh, Samuel Toby Adepoju uh, for some updates if uh, the Super Falcons will be playing tomorrow or uh, what really is the status of that very threat. Toby, thanks so much for making time. Uh, to join us on Prime Sporty on Joy News in Accra. And uh, tell us, are the Super Falcons ready to play tomorrow or the threat still holds? Hey, to everyone in the world, uh, nice to be here with you guys tonight. Um, I think the um, um, camp atmosphere has been very really positive for the past few days. I think um, the media controversy, you know, really, you know, um, died down. We've not heard a lot of things. And at some point, we felt um, the coach would be sacked, but we later heard that the government said, no, he should not be sacked. They should allow him to be in for the World Cup. So I think the NFL and the coach and the players were able to solve the problems. And if you notice, we've not had any, you know, negative comments, you know, in the media for a couple of days now. So it has, it has been positive. Um, the captain have spoken a lot of time. The coach also spoke a few days ago, claiming that um, they are ready to play. So they have been fully focused, you know, for the past few days. You know, they've been able to put aside um, those controversy, you know, um, around the team. I also heard the NFL delegation, you know, arrived, you know, in Australia yesterday, uh, met with the players, had some good discussion. So I, 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 I think they are ready to go. I mean, the threat is, is set aside right now. The controversy has been set aside. The coach, you know, has his job. He has all his players and he's getting the foundation support uh, ahead of the next, uh, the first game, you know, which will be around 3 a.m. or 3.30 a.m. in Nigerian, you know, um, on Friday. So we'll be looking forward to the game and see how the guys will respond to their first game. Hands to get the coach to step aside. Can you help us appreciate exactly why that was even considered in the first place. What, what did the coach do? Yes. Um, I mean, a lot of things were said. I mean, the coach granted interview um, in America, said a lot of things about his, about the NFL, disrespected them. And then according to the NFL, uh, the code of conduct, uh, the code of conduct uh, which is signed for in his contract, means that he can't grant any public statement in result in the federation. So mm. the federation were hoping um, to terminate his contract based on, you know, um, that clause. But we heard that the government said they should not terminate his contract. They should allow him to finish his job. Practically after the World Cup, he's about a few weeks left on the job. So they never felt, I mean, they've had enough of him, you know, going into the international media to embarrass them. I mean, to say a lot of things which they can discuss, you know, um, among themselves. So, but, I mean, they were stopped by the government who felt that um, sacking the coach at this period would bring a lot of negative reaction, you know, from the fans and the rest. And, I mean, they, they all agreed to allow him to, to, to take the team to the World Cup. And um, we'll see what happens after the World Cup. I think after the World Cup, it would be very easy to kick him out of this job. I don't think we'll have this job after the World Cup. 
But in terms of the bonuses, though, um, it doesn't mean nothing has been agreed. And at the moment, even though the ladies are playing their first game tomorrow, there is no certainty relative to how much they'll be earning as bonuses in the event they even win. Yes, um, uh, the issue of the bonuses were discussed. Um, I think um, when I spoke with the head of communication of, of, of the NFL, we said, I mean, they agree with the players that, I mean, all their camp allowances for this World Cup will be paid. Mm. But uh, the issue of the winning bonus and the FIFA $30,000, you know, caused a lot of confusion between the Federation, the players, and FIFA. Because, I mean, FIFA too, were not really clear. Um, there were not enough clarity. If the $30,000 will be deducted from the funds that will be coming to the FA um, um, from the World Cup fund. So there was not a lot, a lot of, uh, there was not enough clarity. And I think uh, the Federation uh, you know, has been able to discuss with the player and said there has not been enough clarity. It seems that FIFA will be taking this $30,000 for each player from the final funds that should come to us. So if that is the case, if FIFA is deducting from the source, we would rather say we'll pay your allowances. But the bonuses, I mean, it's something we need to set aside on to find you know, makes enough clarification. I think a few hours ago, FIFA also came up with another, you know, confusing statement. I mean, citing or supporting the FA, not um, talking about bonuses for these players. So, mm. I mean, it's, it, it, it's something that FIFA needs to clear. If you have given this thirty thousand dollars each per player, are you taking it from the actual funds that will come to the federation, mm. or this is an extra money that mm. FIFA is creating? you know, in a pool for the players to share. So, I mean, there should be enough clarity. But mm -hmm. the NFL has said they will get all the allowances. But the bonus will still be something tied to the $30,000 that people have mentioned. I mean, just finally, what, what is the mood like in Nigeria? You know, are they expecting the Super Falcons to possibly even win the tournament for the first time? Oh, well, uh, I mean, uh, because of the controversy, a lot of people lost interest. But I think um, we've been able to build positive you know, um, I for, for a couple of days now. Mm. Um, Nigerians are still not sure. I mean, they are still not confident. If um, I think the first problem is the fact that the coach has already done it. So he took over, you know, finished fourth in the Nations Cup. Mm. Um, he has also not really, you know, shown us some good performances. So uh, the fans are not really optimistic about this team. Mm. Uh, it will be a very big surprise, even if they leave the group stages. Mm. I mean, you know, speaking on behalf of what I've read from the fans, you know, mm. but some of us are still hopeful that. I mean, these Superfacons players will pull up a great performance. And I mean, at least, you know, progress uh, from the group stage. So, well, thanks very much for your time. And we wish them the very best as they represent Africa. Let's just uh, wrap up with some transfer news now. Manchester United have completed the £43.8 million signing of goalkeeper Andrew Onana from Inter Milan. Onana has signed a five-year deal at Old Trafford with the option of a further year as he replaces the departed David De Gea who left the club after 12 years as the club's first choice stopper. Now, the transfer fee for the 27-year-old Cameroonian international is an initial uh, £43.8 million pounds plus £3.4 million pounds in potential add-ons, depending on individual and club performances. Now, the goalkeeper, who has kept 104 clean sheets in 255 appearances throughout his club career, joined Inter Milan in 2022, and won the Coppa Italia during his time at the San Siro. Well, that's all we have for you on Prime Sports tonight. There's more stories on myjoyonline.com for slash sports. Do have a lovely evening. Sports segments.
was brought to you by Mende DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries. I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Me Kasano, And when I find it, I stick to it. My bell pack tissues. Bell pack roll. Bell pack roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. Me It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. What's about what? What's me the pepaye? What's me soaky? A chimu as a pepa. One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Say a pocket tissue, table napkin, zero, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. Sports presents a half-year thought leadership event under the theme, Phil GPL Centers, the challenge and the solutions. Date, Monday, July 31, 2023. Venue, Labadi Beach Hotel. Time, 6 p.m. prompt. This climaxes an eight-week survey on reasons why the fans are not filling the spectator stands for Ghana Premier League games. This will be the biggest brainstorming session ahead of the much-awaited 2023-24 Ghana Premier League season. It will draw participation from all relevant bodies and industry within the football family. This includes the leadership of the Ghana FA, the Ghana League Clubs Association, BFAG, sponsors, supporters unions, the Sports Writers Association of Ghana, and retired as well as active footballers. Phil GPL Centers, the challenge and the solutions on July 31 will be live on the Joy News Channel and Joy 99.7 FM. Let's come together and help fill GPL Centers. This is an insurance sports initiative powered by Joy Sports, Joy News, and Joy 99.7 FM. Here's 103.9 FM, the official mouthpiece of Tashiri Institutions, brings you the hit Tashiri Show. Friday, 21st July, 2023, the hit Tashiri Show stops at the Ghana Communications Technology University in Tessano. Join us as we interact, socialize, and have fun at the Ghana Communications Technology University in Tessano on Friday, 21st July, 2023, from 2 p.m. live on Hits 103.9 FM. There'll be loads of fun and entertainment as we deliberate on issues bothering students live on radio. Which tertiary institution do you represent? Watch out for the hit tertiary at a campus near you. For inquiries, call 0540-106-467 or 0559-691-797. Follow us on our social media platforms with the hashtag HitsTertiary. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. 
para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC.